Welcome to the Menopause Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Willis, author of Cookie Dough in the Dark and Vibrant Living with Tanya. Menopause is like going through puberty again. Your body is changing, your hormones are shifting, but instead of being a lost teenager, it's the perfect opportunity to reinvent your life and take stock of your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Gain wisdom, be empowered, and learn the strategic skills and the inner work that can be done simply so that the last half to third of your life is vibrant and amazing. Subscribe and share this podcast with your gal pals, and thank you for joining me. Hello, everybody. I have a very exciting guest on my show today. She's a friend of mine, Vanessa Bond, and we are going to navigate autoimmune during menopause. So Vanessa, if you could introduce yourself and then we'll dive in, that would be fabulous. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love, I love the menopause focus because it is part of our lives. Um, Vanessa Bond is my name. My company is Bond with Health and I'm founder of the Integrative Autoimmune Network. And I specifically help women who are physically and emotionally exhausted by their autoimmune condition to helping them feel a little bit more focused, productive, and connected with their bodies. So just like menopause, you feel like your head is not connected with everything else, your hormones, things that are going on in your body. It's a similar um, process or feeling when you have an autoimmune disease. Your head is saying one thing and your body is doing something completely different. Um, And so my area of expertise really is um, helping women use nutrition movement, um, and stress management techniques um, to help lower their inflammatory load, which then can help improve energy, focus, digestion, pain, and weight. So that is a little bit about what I do. Um, I'm just going to keep going because you're nodding with at me. Um, <laughs> why autoimmune? Um, because my daughter, I decided to focus on this um, five years ago when my daughter was diagnosed with her condition. She has a rare rheumatic condition. So it's like rheumatoid arthritis, except it attacks the long bones um, of people. So it's called CRMO in kids. It's called SAFO in adults. It's, it's very similar to, as I said, rheumatoid arthritis. So it comes along with a lot of pain, inflammation, fatigue, um, range of motion um, challenges. And you really using what it is, the nutrition, the movement, the mindset, select supplements focused on digestive health really has helped her stay off medications um, and really take back control of her body um, and understanding what her body needs for times when she's inflamed and times when she's feeling well. Um, So there we go. So that's what I I love that because where you said, like she understands what what her, uh, because we were just talking before we hit recorded. And I said, you know, I want people to become the CEO of their health, right? Giving all of our power away to um, other people and start to be like, okay, what can I do? And there are so many things that we can do. And that's why I wanted to talk with you today because sometimes 
we don't know where to start. We don't know what questions to ask. We Like you and I have been, we eat, breathe and sleep and digest this information. I mean, you can hear the passion in our voices. We spend, I mean, I spend literally almost every waking moment, which may sound very sad, <laughs> you know, learning all this stuff. So, you know, if, if you're not, if you, if this just happens, you don't even know what to do, right? Yes. Where, where to go. So, can you explain, um, cause we, you know, we have this thing where menopause in and of itself is a massive subject, right? And then you listen, you can get autoimmune at any time in your life. So uh -huh. for some people we'll focus on, you know, the age of 35 and older. And I mean, even if it goes younger, it doesn't matter, but menopause symptoms can start to happen in our thirties. Um, so just kind of, you know, you've given me a little bit of an outline here. What, like, I don't even just what is autoimmune? What do you do with people? How do they know what to do? Like, there's so many, I, I, this would be me. If something happened to me, I would be like, I don't even know what to do. Where do I start? What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Mean, what, what can I do to improve my health? Yeah. And so, and so a lot of people are they actually, you'll have symptoms for upwards of seven years before you actually get a diagnosis. And I do want to say that, you know, 75% of all autoimmune diagnoses are women, mm -hmm. 75%. So hormones are a really part and part of what is going on. And there are peak times that you will see jumps in diagnosis as well. So for adolescents, it's between, um, or children, it's between eight and 11. Um, we then we get it during our fertility years. And then we get it through our perimenopause menopausal years, you'll see little spikes in terms of different conditions and different diagnoses that can show up. And what happens is you get a combination of hormonal um, transitions, fluctuations. So, you know, you I'm sure you talk a lot about you know, consistency of actions to, you know, keep our hormones balanced. But when the train of our body is on fire for whatever reason, so I always, I always say that it's like you compare the East Coast to the West Coast during the drought. You drop a match on the West, well, on the West Coast and there's terrible forest fires. You know, on the East Coast, typically, with the exception of this year, we've got those horrible fires out East, but typically the terrain or the environment of, of that area will suppress or dampen that inflammatory spark. But with autoimmune, it's a combination of having a terrain that's slightly out of balance for whatever reason, hormonal transitions, and it's a perfect storm for autoimmune to express itself. And so you can have autoimmune, you can have um, skin um, cysts, like you can have um, in organs, you can have it in glands, you can have it in um, different areas of your body, your bones, your joints, your skin, um, your blood vessels, your brain, your nerves. Um, it really is, it can show up anywhere. And the notion of auto of autoimmune is that the body can no longer, it starts to, and I hate this word, self-attack. It starts, it, it gets, and I rather use the word confused. Your body is confused and it starts to attack tissues that it believes to be a foreign invader. And because the train, your body is out of balance for whatever reason, and we can talk about that, um, it's not able to shut down 
that's quote unquote self attack mode. And so it gets into this um, cycle of breaking down cells and your body's trying to repair the cells at the same time. And you end up with a hot tissues, pockets of inflammation, um, damage to organs, um, you know, and inflammation throughout the body. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I was so enthralled that I don't, I wasn't making notes. I usually do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, yeah. I so, was so into that because I want to go back to a sentence that you said, you said we can touch upon that because. Oh, the imbalances that feed yeah. into this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I'm always thinking of prevention because mm -hmm. right now I'm in my fifties and not to get off topic, but I see a lot more women unfortunately women tend to you know be the receiver of a lot of things going on but of mental illness and I'm like that is not going to be me and so I've really started to have a plan put in place of is there any like as always there's certain things that just come up in life and and it's just that's the cards you're dealt right and there's other things where it's like okay there are things that I could do to prevent myself from getting autoimmune or if I have it uh, I can definitely reduce the symptoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, I, I love the concept of like a cup of health, right? So you have a glass um, and you have all these different, your, your glass, that vessel is your body. And you have all these different things that are going into that glass. You've got environmental um, influences like pollution or mold or, or what you know, what is around you that is going into your body, you have um, digestive, um, your digestive system, which is a gateway to every single system in your body. So we want to make sure that, that is functioning well, that you are breaking down um, the food that you're eating so that that food actually micronutrients makes it to its cells. But a lot of times people have really poor digestion because of medications, because of stress, because of what they're eating. Um, you have, um, perhaps you're not eating enough. So nutrition is also a really important part of prevention and lowering inflammation because you wanna make sure that you're eating in a very nutrient dense way so that you can help your immune system self-regulate. You can help your hormones balance. You can support your nervous system, your stress response in the right way. Um, so we've got nutrition, we've got digestion, we've got environmental influences, and then we have lifestyle influences, how we live, um, our daily habits, sleep, um, how our body metabolizes the stressors that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you know, relationships, toxic, toxic ones and good ones, you know, and so all of the, all of those things kind of feed into our, our cup of health or our barrel of health. And when it gets to be too much, when our body is not able to process everything, it starts to overflow. Like we've all, we've all over poured, you know, at some point, you know, and it just, it spills onto the counter. That's the, when it starts to spill over that's when you start getting those low-lying symptoms, more digestive upset, um, you know, and mental health issues like anxiety, um, the pain, the fatigue, the weight gain or weight loss. You know, it just depends on the person and how those physical symptoms shows up for you. You know what? I just wrote down, listen to the whispers, because um, I, this is something that I definitely ignored 
because I went through a lot of that anxiety, right? I had the busy badge, the mom, you know, the wife, I can do it all. I can do the work. And I literally, I was in fight and flight. I didn't realize this for probably 20 plus years of just go, 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 hard, hard, hard. Yep. Yes. Right. Anti personality over performer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll rest when I'm dead breathing who would breathe who would lay on a roller yoga oh my god and I, I talk about this like I started teaching Pilates when I was 27 I was like I don't even get it um <laughs> I, I was teaching it doing it with private clients and then one day I was like oh I get it now but yeah but um yeah so I was like and and I had like the rashes the anxiety I wasn't listening because I kept going um I haven't got time for this I'll deal with it later I got to mm -hmm. keep going right? It was in that do, 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 do. So I definitely did not listen to the whispers until I had to listen to them. It got really bad, right? And so unfortunately, you know, even though I say listen to the whispers, I think so many of us, and, you know, I work with clients with this now, I'm like, your body's whispering, like, uh -huh. pay attention, because it could get worse, right? We just think we're invincible, we can keep pushing through it, right? And we really start to lower how we can, so every time these new challenges come in, now we're depleted, mm -hmm. right? And we don't have the resources in our body, like we're mineral deficient, we're nutrient deficient. You know, most of us are eating a processed food diet. We can't control environmental toxins that are all around us that weren't here, you know, at this degree 40 years ago, right? We but, have but you can process how your, you can influence how your body processes those environmental influences. Okay, so let's dig into that a little bit. What well, it, well, I mean, it, it goes back to like the foundations, right? You like, you cannot change your genetic code, mm -hmm. but you can change um, how, how your body metabolizes um, all of those things that we're exposed to on a daily basis, right? So you mentioned nutrition and mineral deficiencies. That's huge. A lot of people are also protein deficient, mm -hmm. not getting enough. And, you know, with autoimmune, we've got a lot of cellular turnover, like our body is breaking down and repairing over and over and over again, that takes a lot of resources, like more so than the average person. Um, and then, so you've got nutrition, you've got um, lifestyle, like it's, it's the same things that I, that I just talked to you about too. Like you've got the lifestyle influences, the sleep, um, movement, the right type of movement. So instead of go, 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 um, which we do, like a lot of women are diagnosed with autoimmune during their working years, their child raising years, when they've got a job, they've got a family to provide for, um, and they're expected to, you know, they put themselves last. Because mm -hmm. they've got a long list of priorities. I mean, that is human nature for a lot of us, right? We want to take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves. But what we what we tend to do is because we're always go, 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 go. When we do exercise, we think that we have to walk or we have to do high intensity. Whereas you're probably much better, and nine times out of 10, way better served, um, slowing things down. Mm-hmm slowing things down, as you said, like the yoga, the Pilates, the breath work, um, those can be so restorative and, you know, and as little as 10 breaths, um, a little, as a little as 10 breaths or under 10 minutes, you can reset your nervous system. You can help, you can start to produce, um, anti-inflammatory cytokines that will offset the inflammation that is pumping through the body. Mm -hmm. But we don't give ourselves permission to do so. 
Yeah. So that is like, so I know for me, like you and I have talked about this rolling completely changed my life. I've, I've done mm. podcasts on it. I've talked about it. I've had classes because, and I didn't start it with any intention, but I, and I didn't know I was in fight and flight. I, this was just who I am because that's what happens. You become this person. Right. And then I just one day started to lay on this roller and my whole body just started to go, Oh, and then I got addicted to that. Oh, and then I started to research it more and my body was calming down. I was activating the parasympathetic nervous system. I started to crave less sugar. And I always say to people, this didn't happen overnight. This was a no. process that I started to adapt. So, you know, there is, we have so much control. So epigenetics, right. Is, you know, the genetics is the gun, you know, I, I don't like using a gun analogy, but it does work. Your genetics are the gun. Epigenetics is a trigger right? And we're talking about all the things that you can control, like your movement, your mindset, your stress. Mm -hmm. It requires us to step back, right? It really, because I had to step back and start becoming somebody different, right? Mm -hmm. And and so that can be a challenge when somebody has an autoimmune because they, and even if you don't have an autoimmune, because I didn't end up having one, maybe I could have had one if I didn't, you know, uh, engage that light bulb moment I had. But mm -hmm. The challenge is going, okay, I must change. <laughs> like I, for the health of my body, my spirit, for the health of my family, because if I'm not healthy, and this is one of the changes that happened for me, if I'm not healthy, because I was being moody and irritable and I was lacking energy, but I was like grinding it out. I can't be there for my kids. Children take a lot of energy emotionally and physically and mm -hmm. so that was my light bulb because I always wanted to be an amazing mother so for me that was my why and I think it's really important to have a why so when you get this diagnosis sometimes I don't know if I want to say it's a blessing but it can be an opportunity for you to look at your life and be like where do I need to heal myself where do I need to uh, look after me right? Because then you can look after other people better. I, that's just how I've looked at things in my life. 100%. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing too, like when you are exhausted and when you feel like you're operating at 50% capacity, you feel really guilty. Mm -hmm. You feel guilty that you have to rely on your kids to do the dishes instead of you doing the dishes. Although, you know, that's just also good house management, right? Good skills to teach them that kids, you have to do the dishes. But the point is you still feel guilty asking them to do them because you can't mm -hmm. or relying on your partner or having to take time off work, right? There's a lot of guilt and grief that comes along with autoimmune. You mourn the life, the person that you were before. And what I always say is like, Okay. So, so that was the person who got you to this point. So now you're going to be Tanya 2.0. Mm -hmm. like, so let's, this is an opportunity, as I said, it's a blessing, an opportunity, Tanya 2.0. How can we, what can we do to upgrade you? Um, so you can step into the next version of yourself, um, feeling empowered and in control. Um, and then when it comes to menopause as well, um, even more so important because your body has unique needs that way. Um, ironically, not ironically, but the two are completely complementary with one another, the principles, right? In terms of 
balancing your blood sugar. You need the protein for muscle, right? Muscle is structure in our body. Um, the blood sugar is a, a big one. That's something you can control. That's going to help con like with the food cravings. It's also going to help with reduce inflammation um, overall. But I mean, it's and it's small changes so that you can navigate not only your diagnosis with greater ease, but then also menopause, the next step of life with greater ease. I know when I went through menopause, I went through like mourning. Yes. We've talked so a lot about it, that. Mm -hmm. I was sad. Perimenopause, like one side of my body, like just petered out. So I would get my, I was very, very regular until I, I got the global thing that we're not, I don't know if we're not allowed to say that on air anymore, but anyways, um, I got, I got the quote unquote flu that everybody, you know, was getting and it kickstarted. I ended up having the long version and it kickstarted menopause for me. And I got my period every 60 days, like clockwork, but it was like literally one half of my body petered out. And I was kind of sad. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the end. <laughs> right. But then it's the beginning mm -hmm. of the next step. And, um, and that feels good too. So it's interesting because we've talked a lot about morning and I actually have a episode coming up. Actually, it'll be have already played by the time yours is up with a girlfriend of mine who owns a funeral home. And we've talked about not just um, mourning the loss of a life, but mourning stages of our lives, like motherhood, like going from single yeah. to mother. And then I'm mourning the loss of motherhood right now because my kids are at university and so my role is not the same and I've really taken it to heart and actually am processing this and now you know I still get my period and I'm actually I'm hoping I get it for another five years now I'm like don't let this party end but um now but I understand like part of me is mourning because I'm my my body is aging so I'm I'm very still very youthful but I'm getting more wisdom. I'm getting a lot more courage. I'm getting, there's so many things that are happening to me that I'm like, this is exciting. And mm -hmm. so, but I'm also that I'm allowing myself to mourn um, that other version of myself. So it'll be very interesting when I actually totally go through menopause, what that process will look like for me. But I can see that there's some excitement for you. Like you have done the work of, moving through it well yes and then you get to the point it's kind of like it's a badge of honor it's like been there done that I'm on the other side and and it's good um but it's the same like just circling back to like women um navigating menopause with autoimmune it's it's, it's a double whammy for that right because with the inflammation makes their physical symptoms so much more worse um not for all but for many, because it's the inflammation that will dry the hot flashes, the um, discomfort, the brain fog, the cravings, the belly fat, all those wonderful things that come along with menopause. Um, and then they, so it, it, and then they have their additional um, disease symptoms that they're also dealing with right so it's a it's a double whammy for them as they go through the process um and what i want people to know if that's you and you're listening um you really can 
um, dampen some of that process. And my biggest advice is be kind to yourself, mm. be kind to yourself. And, you know, I've had some women approach me with, um, who are in menopause and with autoimmune and they're like, I want to lose the weight. I can't, you know, they get so hyper-focused on just one aspect of it, but you're not just, you know, these things aren't caused by just one thing. And so it's very difficult to fix just one thing. It really is a interconnection of systems in the body and our mind and our thinking. Um, so a holistic approach, you know, what you talk about here is really the best way if you have an autoimmune or if you don't have an autoimmune. And yes. going back to those key principles, supporting your stress response, slowing down, um, regulating your blood sugar, um, increasing protein, protein and nutrient density of what you're eating. Um, and you will be so much further ahead when you come out the other side. Yeah. You know what? You touched on so many things. When I started this podcast, one of the episodes, the first episode is stop falling for the shiny stars. Um, you know, you and I are in this health industry. A lot of people come to us. I think it's shifting, but still, and listen, I was a weight. Like it was always about, let's get my weight down. I have a lot of people come to me about weight. And I said, weight is one piece of your puzzle. You are a holistic being. Mm -hmm. So let's touch on this for a moment. So, you know, let's pretend somebody with autoimmune, like you said, comes to you with weight and, you know, you're like, okay, we need to control your blood sugars, for example. Now that can be as simple as, okay, let's have um, a salad full of fiber to balance the blood sugar and then have some fat and protein, like a, a, a well-balanced meal. Uh, and let's eat your, you know, cookie at the end of the meal instead of eating at the beginning. Okay. That, I mean, this is very, very simple that's a very mechanical thing. So this is one thing I talked about in my cookie dough in the dark book is I know that I don't need to sit down and eat, you know, 14 muffins, or I did an episode because I ate 14 cookies. I know intellectually, that's not good for me. So now I need to go, okay, what emotions do I need to work on? What do I need to do with my nervous system? How do I manage my stress? And so this is what I'm trying to educate people with is that those are pieces of the puzzle. And so many of us just get so focused on the diet and the exercise or just the diet and then the diet with just one macronutrient or something. And it's so myopic, if that's the right word, where we want to expand this picture and be like, okay, how, are you, how do you deal with stress? Because a lot of people, when they're stressed, they don't eat carrots and broccoli. They eat cookies and cakes and popcorn and chips and alcohol. And those are all things that increase your blood sugar levels, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not that they don't know to do that. They know it's better not to do that. But the problem is not the food. The problem is that you don't know how to manage your stress. Yes, yes. Right? And so this is what I'm hoping to do with this podcast is we need to back up the bus and be like, okay, I am actually understanding that I have a problem with stress. So my husband is ticking me off and then I'm in my room eating a bag of chips. Mm -hmm. Okay, chips is your habit loop to a response. Yeah, or loneliness too. Oh, huge, I've got so much loneliness, yes, yes. So, yeah, so that is also connected, loneliness, right? And so, and it's interesting, 
physical pain and social pain is registered in the same part of the brain. Mm. Um, and that can also contribute. I will say, and I'm, I'm not sure if your listeners rec- realize this, but the body, our bodies doesn't, our body does not understand or recognize the difference between perceived stress. So stranger danger um, or physical stress, issues and tissues, right? So issues and tissues, stranger danger, the stranger danger could be email, traffic, your boss, your neighbor, it doesn't matter, right? A situation, situations. Um, it will have the same chemical and metabolic response to both. And it will release stress hormones. And those stress hormones then have this whole cascade of reactions in the body. Um, So people with autoimmune, they have physical stress and more physical stress than the average person because their body is that notion of body self-attack, that confusion that is happening. So breaking down cells and trying to rebuild. And then they had the additional burden of um, living with autoimmune, life load doctor's appointments. You know, in Canada, we have a lot of things that are covered, but not everything. In the US, the costs are astronomical. You know, like rheumatoid arthritis costs $26,000 US a year um, to see a specialist, the appointments and all those sorts of things. And that's based on insurance claims. And IBD is $20,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And rarely do people have just one autoimmune. There's usually three to five. So you're into it for fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars, depending on your plan. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that is a crazy amount of money, right? So there's those financial pressures as well, on top of kids going to college and groceries and mortgage and and whatnot. So, and so when it comes to menopause, um, reigning in that physical stress, getting that inflammation down in tissues, really important by doing the fundamentals and don't discard the fundamentals. They're fundamentals for a reason, right? You cannot build health on, um, you know, like you need a strong foundation. Like you can't build a house without a foundation. Like if you build it on sand, what's going to happen? It's going to shift and you know what I mean? So it's those fundamentals cannot be overlooked. And while it's really easy to, I'm just going to do this meal plan, or I'm just going to take this supplement or whatever, that that's not life. That won't sustain you for the days, weeks, months, years that you have with this condition while also going through menopause. Mm-hmm. Right? So you really need to kind of simplify it by focusing on the foundations, especially if you have autoimmune. Yeah. So the foundations from what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong are, are, you know, diet is huge. Like there's no doubts about it. And most of us are not eating the proper nutrition that our cells require for healing. So we need, it, it, it is not, you know, we really need to focus on the vegetables like, and, and variety, which will help your microbiome and your gut heal and your cells um and really honestly remove a lot of the crap out of the diet and that's 
on one level, really easy to say. And on another level, that's when I was talking about, you got to go through the emotional, the social, the triggers, the, so mm-hmm. it's, it's why working, you know, with you, with me, with different reasons, right. And having community really helps because then you realize you're not alone. And we do have this big, 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 big problem with loneliness right now. It is huge, right? And you're not to be alone. We are social beings. We are meant to be connected, but that's another topic. Um, so yeah, this, this fundamental, and then, so the diet is, is huge. It really is huge. It is a major foundational piece. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about a diet. I'm talking about nutrition, 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 nourishes diet. For me, diet equals deprivation. Yeah. Nutrition equals nourishment. Yes. So nourishing your body and like, and so when you think about it, like you, you need certain nutrients for better stress response. You need certain nutrients for better digestive health. As you said, a healthy microbiome, you need certain nutrients to repair and recover. You need you know, fats, healthy fats, like every single cell in our body has, has a fat membrane. Our brain is made of fat, right? So 60% fat, our brain. Yeah. yeah. So, so we need those things on a daily basis. There's still room for a cookie. Oh yeah. Right. But, but you need to do the foundations first. Yeah. And right? I think we've really lost a lot of that. I, I really do we? I, I I was reading a, a statistic the other day that said seventy four percent of people like their people's diets are seventy four percent processed to ultra processed food now, um and really come back to nature's like just whole food. I mean that's what I talk about all the time. Just you're eating your whole food nutrition. You're eating a variety. You need to support the cells. That's what I say. We're underfed and overnourished. You know we're eating too many yucky foods and our sc- cells are actually screaming for proper nutrition. So mm-hmm. really getting that foundational. And I do think we need support with that. I think there's so much misinformation out there. Uh, there's a lot of health washing. That's what we're talking about my membership right now about how uh, even when you think you're eating healthy, how many, how much labels, like really understanding that kind of thing. Um, and then if we transition into movement, you know, we are meant to move. Um, emotion is energy in motion. A lot of us are getting this stagnant emotion. We're not processing emotion, but again, um, just on a very physical level, like sitting is not our friend. Um, and we need to be moving our body and we don't need to go for a, we don't need to jog a marathon, right? We, it can be as simple as connecting to your breath and being present. I mean, that's where you can start. And that's why the roller was so transformational for me. So when, when people think of exercise, sometimes they think of like, oh my God, that's so hard. I hate exercise. And I'd like to redefine exercises, find the fluid in the motion, in the movement, like what lights you up. And honestly, breathing is, is a fundamental talk about fundamental because many of us are breathing into our chest, into our throat. We're not even breathing into the belly. So if just breathing into the throat is very anxiety producing, very fight flight, and that's keeping our nervous system in this, this tense position. So spending time on the breath where people go, oh, no, no, no. But what's the thing? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Let's that is the thing. <laughs> that is the thing. You know, I did a whole breath class yesterday. We spent half an hour doing different breathing work. And so these are the, the pieces of the puzzle that you're talking about. So that's, that is a fundamental piece. 
Mm -hmm. the, the, those two are very fundamental, but I think in those pieces, um, we've been focusing sometimes on the wrong, or, or our attention is going to a diet, right? Yes. And hard exercise as opposed to nutrition and yes. what movement you need right now. Yeah. And I think people, people jump on food because it's something that's relatively simple um, that they should be able to figure out on their own. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it's something that you can, you literally experience immediate results, right? Your body just says, thank you. You know, after you have a bowl of berries or whatever that may be. Um, so, so that's why people will often start there when it comes to exercise with autoimmune. Um, I actually did a workshop last week with the AIP summit, the autoimmune protocol summit, um, and some colleagues in the U S and, we did a whole, it was an hour and a half talking about exercise. And my big thing is the yoga um, for different reasons and, and the breath work as well, right? So, um, you know, just the, the breath alone, like if you are there, because there are days that when, when you have autoimmune, the fatigue is real. It is real. And there are days when it is difficult to tie your own shoes, mm which is why um, when it comes to movement for, for my people, for the, the clients, the members that we attract is we do very accessible yoga. We use joint muscle-friendly yoga um, to help stimulate synovial fluid in the joints so we can have better range of motion. Um, we can build muscle because in order to be to open up, in order to be flexible, you have to have muscle to support that movement. You need your glutes to open up your hamstrings, you know, and you need flexibility in order to build strength at the same time. So they're like completely yin and yang together with one another. And so, but that includes breath work and slowing the system down. So that's kind of, for, for my people, that's worked really well for them as a starting point or maintenance. You know, they use it as a, almost as a form of meditation um, at the end of the day, in addition to, you know, depending on where they are, there's like more strength building, like traditional, um, traditional classes as well. Mm, oh. Yeah. But the idea is that coming back into that, um, grounded movement, the slow to trusting the body to just, 100%. you know, this is what I say to people, like you can just stand up. I mean, I, I don't deal with any autoimmune people, but you know, even just anybody you stand up and just swirl your hips around to get the fluid moving and mm -hmm. like well what what's that gonna do right like i gotta do a half hour workout and i'm like no it's the little things you do in the day that add up it's yeah. it's not sitting for eight hours and then going to work out it's like how can you just take your fingers and open and close them for a little bit um mm -hmm. and just get some fluid moving in there right and so there's there's so many little things you can start to incorporate during your day as well absolutely lunges on the way to the water, the water, the, what is it? The kitchen, the office, the kitchen office or whatnot. So we have, we have our, um, a lot of our members, we have like 12 minutes segments and the, I'm sure you, your members would love this too. Like 12 minute segments that they can do at work, like mm -hmm. literally chair yoga. Like here's like your little mini break that you're going to do before your lunch, you know, and they like, they're doing them with people at the office or like finger flicks as well, like to get rid of the stress. I had um, one one client, she's a nurse at a cancer hospital. Um, and this was during the pandemic and things were locked down. And so like stress was like, mm -hmm. like 
it was so high for her. And she would like, she would do these breathing exercises and flicks <laughs> to, to help her get through the day. She had the whole department doing it, the doctors included. But I will say, like, I will say I was at a wedding um, this weekend. It, it was a doctor. Um, it was his birthday party. And there was a lot of doctors that were there, medical doctors. And I was sat, sitting beside a gastroenterologist and they put us together on purpose. And it, she was like, she goes, oh, she goes, nutrition and lifestyle, that is everything. It's everything. I have had clients, like autoimmune clients, come off their medication just with those changes alone. Mm-hmm. She goes, but it needs to be sustainable. Yes. Right? So, you know, just a 30 days will work for 30 days. It needs to be sustainable. So what, what can you, you don't have to be perfect but it needs to be sustainable. So even the medical doctors now are coming on board and saying, yes, this matters. This can help. Which is a massive shift because for many years they said diet and exercise has nothing to do with anything, right? That is a beautiful shift to see where they're actually saying, you know what, you can heal yourself and and get off medication and um, be the CEO of your health and food and um, nutrition, nutrition and exercise does matter. And that puts the power back on you. And this is mm-hmm. what I talk a lot about in this podcast is taking ownership, being empowered, knowing how much power you have with your daily choices of mm-hmm. where you're going. Right. And so it's very interesting. I was just watching, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was, it was on diabetes, food to freedom or something like this. And, you know, they, they basically took these people who had diabetes for 10 days and look like they got off medication. They, uh, you know, brought their insulin down to nothing. Some of them lost weight, like 10 days of just changing their food. Now, what happens is, and this is why I always, I love the word sustainability. They went back into their environment and it shows you how powerful your environment is. And some of them stayed the same. A couple of them got better and some of them ended up just getting back right into their, their world. Right. And so this is really why, again, it's important to have community because it helps you stay grounded in this new world you are creating. Right. Uh If you let that go, you lose the support and you, which is what happened to some of these people and you get caught back up into that world. Right. And not that there's no judgment. I'm just saying it's very interesting how powerful that environment is. So it matters. It, and you know what? And it does matter. There's a whole bunch of, um, for example, rheumatoid arthritis. So they, they have the 12 week, you know, the three month studies about following the Mediterranean or the itis or AIP or those types of things. And um, including nutrition, including the sleep, including the movement, which is so good for our joints, even though we think that it's going to hurt, but gentle, gentle movement. Um, And then they followed up with them after, after, so major improvement, like blood work, quality of life, pain, pain scales, um, and then they followed up with them after that support stopped and 75% went right back to square one. It's it's about the, the predictability and the consistency of our day-to-day habits, which is why, to your, to your point, to your podcast, we need to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Lean into the things that work for you, right? Embrace them, love them, and... Play 
strategically with the other things that don't come naturally, right? Or get support for that. So if you don't like movement, find somebody to motivate you and to help you do it properly. If you are great on exercise and walking and you're outside, but you're having a hard time sticking with your nutrition plan, well, why is that? Do you need somebody to help you with that? If you're the type of person who finds yourself getting really stressed out at work or by family drama, do you need help with that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, so identify what you're doing well and where you need support. And then you can marry the two together and then you'll be doing two things well. Mm -hmm. And then three things well and so on and so on. You, you know, what's interesting is that I think a lot of the times because we have this human body, we think we should be able to do everything on our own, right? Mm -hmm. And I always say to people, you know what, when my car goes bump, 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 I take it right to the garage, right? Yeah. And maybe so a lot of people may use the medical system. So there are, I'm not that person. I'm usually like, oh, I'm going to go see my osteopath and my naturopath and I'm going to read about this and I'm going to experiment. That's more my way. And that's, and I'm not giving like, so everybody has their own team. I like everybody to have a team. That's where I'm getting mm -hmm. at with this. But so oftentimes, you know, our car makes a noise and we hand it off, but our body makes a noise and we go, oh, I'll deal with that later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with that later. And how serious could it be? <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's like how I started this podcast is you and I are educated. You are very educated when it comes to autoimmune. So why not go to somebody? You can go to your doctor. You can get what you need from there. But then why don't you go to somebody and open up? And I've been talking to a lot of people about getting perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. Get perspective of how you can also take control of yourself and your health besides just taking a pill. Because this is my personal opinion about medication. It may help with the symptoms, but it does not heal the root cause. And you, you can take a pill and you can feel better. But if you carry on doing exactly what you're doing, you're not actually healing at a deeper level. And for some people, that's their journey. And that's totally fine. Right. I'm more of the person where I'm like, okay, that's helping, but how can I move? Like, how can I take more control of myself and, and my habits? Cause I say to everybody, give yourself a big hug right now. You have created you with your habits and mm -hmm. you have the ability with that power to change who you are with your habits. So what mm -hmm. habits do you need to change and what do you need help with? So I think that's just a very empowering note to to leave everybody with that even though you have an autoimmune condition it's not a sentence to live in misery there are so many things that you can do to help alleviate yourself and i'm not saying it's going to disappear but definitely you've seen how people have are live much better lives oh 100 going back to work being able so medication often comes hand in hand with with autoimmune and it's it's there just to help protect the body from further damage mm -hmm. um but i've had clients reduce medication be able to come off medication or get rid of one like they'll be on a combo of things now they're down to one um and offset the side effects of medication right so again the foundations do that Mm -hmm. So it's, um, and that's empowering. That's 100% empowering. It, it is empowering. It's very good. Yeah. And then just, we'll touch on one last thing here was um, you said disease during menopause. So lupus, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, multiple sclerosis and psoriasis. So are those the 
like the top ones or just curious with so those are the more some of the more common ones like for example like so there are like uh, during menopause um lupus um for example lupus which i don't even know how many people in canada in the us like it affects a lot of people um what they you have is there's less flares after menopause but more damage from each flare so because you know estrogen is is um protective right so you need to be um, a little bit more proactive in terms of managing the inflammation or to reduce the intensity of the flares right because there's more damage to tissues with each flare after menopause with lupus um, rheumatoid arthritis um, there's a big spike um, with menopause as well and or perimenopause and there's there's a lot more joint destruction in postmenopausal women so similar thing so more damage to tissues after menopause most likely because progesterone and um, estrogen which are anti-inflammatory protective are now lessened um ms there it has its peak um diagnosis, I guess, during the perimenopausal age group. Um, and again, postmenopausal women have it worse, worse symptoms, higher severity because of other inflammatory loads in the body. And then psoriasis, postmenopause, um, you will get a worsening of psoriasis outbreaks, which is what happened to me. So that is um, when I had long COVID, I had a psoriasis outbreak for the first time in my entire life mm -hmm. uh, and nobody knew what was going on or why hindsight you know is 2020 <laughs> so it would... going in the hospital is this what they connected it to um or was no, it... no 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 yeah no they didn't know that at the time okay oh anyways so yeah so point point simple is that you can have a worsening of symptoms after menopause which makes it even more important to dig into those foundations, keeping it simple, nutrition, support your digestion, gas bloating, you know, occasional, okay, every day, not normal. Um, those lifestyle habits and the nervous system, the mindset support. Um, and you'll be able to lessen the severity of some of those physical symptoms because you're changing the terrain of, of how the disease expresses itself. Mm -hmm. mm, it just gives me goosebumps. I just love that. I could, we could dive in, we both have to go somewhere, but I could dive into the a whole other area here uh, that I've been, you know, reading more about, but we'll save that for another conversation. We'll okay. leave that on that great note of just being empowered. And Vanessa, I'm going to ask you one question. I said, I hopefully don't forget, but, but I think you've just answered it there because this whole process of this podcast, um, you know, menopause made easy or what do I call this podcast? Menopause made yeah. easy. <laughs> is, um, is really, if I could get to the women that are 35 so that they can transition through this period with a little more grace, um, mm -hmm. is really important, but doesn't matter what age you are when you, you can start to implement this stuff. So how do you feel you made your menopause transition easier with the things that you've done and then tell people where they can find you? 
Sure. I, I actually really leaned into digestive support. Mm. Um, yeah, I was having, I leaned into my digestive support as um, a, a gateway to all the other things that were happening in my body. Um, I have, I have, I have some belly fat that I've, that I'm working through. Um, and that's fine because it will go. Um, but otherwise I've had zero symptoms. I get hot flashes. If I have a glass of red wine, that's about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, knock on wood, I've been really, really lucky across the board there. Um, but yeah, so that was for me, that's what worked the best is I did a bit, some gut work. Some gut work, um, which I think is really favorite. important. Yes, I, I yeah. do a section called gut and butt just to make it fun. Um, but <laughs> gut health, you know, because I will say one thing. I used to be like, oh, hormones, uh, whatever, you know, I, because it is it is confusing and overwhelming. And I'm even in this profession and I was like, ah, uh, whatever. And the same with the gut. And then I was like, oh, no, I really do need to start paying attention <laughs> to, to these things. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's helped me go through menopause. Uh, this transition is looking at my mental health, my emotional health, my nervous mm -hmm. system, my organs, and really letting go of that diet culture, um, you know, in my late thirties and transitioning to a more holistic approach, which sounds yeah. like what you, you have been doing as well. All right. So where can people find you and your membership and all the beautiful things that you do? Yeah, thank you. Um, so my website is bond with health, B O N D withhealth.com. And uh, my membership is the Integrative Autoimmune Network. We have a 14-day free trial if you'd like to test that out. And if you want, um, what I can do is I can give you a coupon mm -hmm. uh, and a code and they can get $20 off their first month should they decide to um, join on. Perfect. Okay, and will you send me all the, the links and stuff like that? Yeah, I will. Okay. And you can put it down in the, in the notes. I'll put it in the show notes, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I sound, so, I sound so adult and professional. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Any last notes at all? Anything? This has been No. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a, it's been a fun conversation. Great. Good to see you. As always, your energy is like contagious. Okay. I love it. Thank I love you. it. Well, you know, I try, I, I walk the talk, right? I, I, I honestly embrace what I'm teaching because I think when you can, um, hope is a beautiful thing, right? And I don't say one thing and do another. I really have this podcast and everything I do is being very authentic and vulnerable and that I'm a human um, living this life. And I'm not perfect. And I think that just allows people to, you know, I don't know, uh, know that they can, they can have the power to do what they want to do. So yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Stay there. And thanks everybody for listening. Bye.